they didn't make any money in the military, that's for sure. And then they all got married and had babies beside like we did. No, we had fun in Pickstown. We had not, we didn't have anything, but we had more fun because the duplexes. It was just you know how awful. You it was remember military how, housing that they threw up really quickly. Yeah, it was temporary te- housing. Just temporary housing, and you you just had more fun. There was just kind of a little courtyard there, and you kids had more fun running around and they, playing. They and, built a little town because there's nothing there. Because that's yep. where they wanted to put their dam. Well, the engineers needed a place to. Stay. Well, and all the workers, engineers. So you had, and they actually built a bowling alley, right? There was a bowling alley later. Yeah, we did have one. So and the other thing was, uh, we had one church with a revolving altar. <laughs> oh, so for what, depending upon what service. Catholics would put in their altar and they'd turn it around for us and they'd turn it around for foreigners. And it was just one one little church with a revolving altar. And everyone had a different time then that they would yeah, do worship. Yeah. And it was close enough we could all walk because most of us didn't have cars. She had like a, a minister who traveled around did small towns, right? Yeah. It just, and it might not have been every Sunday, but once in a while we'd have somebody come. We never bowled. We didn't really have any money. But, um, but you didn't have money to go bowling? We didn't do, we didn't do anything. What were they paying him? It was like, it was not much. Not much when he graduated. Mark can tell you, I think, what Dick made him. But we moved from Lincoln to Pickstown. Dad brought a car and Dick's dad brought everything we owned went, with all of us people went in two cars. That's all the only thing we owned. Then Uncle Harold, then we bought the dining room. We bought some furniture from Uncle Harold in Albion. And then they delivered it to yeah. Pickstown? Yeah. And somehow they got it up there. I can't remember. Because you, you had an empty house and no furniture. No, we didn't have anything. We had a baby crib. That was it. And nothing nearby to buy stuff, right? I mean, you're out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Pickstown is like well, and then, 20 yeah, miles from Yankton or something. Dick would hitchhike into, and often he'd get a ride back. You know, everybody was picking up hitchhikers at that poor guy with all these groceries. Can you talk a little bit about your wedding? Yeah, we... Um, so this was after Dad's freshman year? Or when did you get married? It was later than... No, we got married when he was in Lincoln. He was still in college. Yeah, as a... 40s. Seven, you got married. Yeah. And I graduated from high school in 44, so it was three years later. Mm-hmm. Did he miss a year of college because of the war? Well, he went from the war right into the military. I mean, he went from he's, high school. Right. And he was in the military for what, about a year or something? Di- about two years. Oh, it was two years. I think about two years. Right at the high school. You graduated in 44. Right. May of 44. Went right in. So May of 45, he would have been in service, and probably May of 46, he was then out. He probably started school in the fall of 46, 46, 47 school year, because they got married. In 47. In 47. And then when did he graduate from college? 49? So three years more, I guess. It was four years he was in school. Yeah, four, four years. So you were married for three of the four years. Right. We were married. Yeah, he was in school three years, because after I got pregnant— I couldn't work. Where, but where did you get married? In Laurel. In Laurel. Yeah. You got married in Laurel? I thought it was in uh, Dalton, but it was in Laurel. In the, oh, gosh, I who, thought it was Laurel. Who came to your wedding? Just neighbors and friends. In the Presbyterian? Yeah. Family? Yeah, all your, all, relative, all your relatives showed up, right? Well, yeah. Not, not. I mean, it wasn't, there was never big things then. And then you, what, so you had a ceremony in the church? Right. And what happened after the ceremony in the church? Um, everybody just would go to the church basement and have cake and coffee. And who made the cake? Um, the church ladies would do that. Oh, so the- but that's the only thing we had. And then as wedding gifts, we got embroidered tea towels, pillowcases. <laughs> Stuff wedding- that people made? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything had to be embroidered on. Some people give you money. Is there some? No. No. But we did get Dick's dad gave us money. We actually flew to Denver. Was that your honeymoon? Yeah. First time I'd ever been in a course on an airplane. Denver. Wow. That was a big gift. It was. We flew to Denver. Well, I don't know how what it was then, but yeah. And then we took the bus back. We didn't have money to fly back. And you stayed in a hotel? It was like Lincoln. It was not a big place at all. Yeah, and you remember 70 years ago, Denver wasn't even big. So what did you do in Denver? Did you go in the mountains in a little... No. Oh, no, we didn't. We just stayed in a hotel downtown. I remember we ran into my mom's sister, Lola and Everett were there. 70 years ago, nothing was big. When I, the first time I went to Denver, it was nothing like it is now. No. It was like Lincoln. It was a small, in the down, everybody went downtown. It was like, it wasn't, you can imagine how much smaller it was. And when you think of today, that's why it's going to be hard for these kids to realize what I did, because there was nothing there. That's why I could just do whatever I wanted. And nobody, there was no raping, no shooting. I mean, it's a different world. Right. What about your wedding dress? Oh, it's in there. There's a picture in there. What, what, did you make it or oh, no, did you no. buy it? Did you go into we went City? into City to buy it, yeah. Your parents bought it for you? Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. Mom and Dad did. Did your mom go with you to pick out your dress or who? Well, well somebody one? had to drive me there, evidently. So was your Dad. mom excited about you getting married? Was she, she... Well, yeah. That was the third one getting married. Fourth one, really. Yeah, it was nice. It was just a little church wedding. And Irene played the violin. Oh. But I, I remember you saying your your father said, "I want my kids to get educated. I'm, they're not going to be farmers, right?" So he, they were they were comfortable with you marrying somebody who was going to be an engineer, which you weren't going to live in Coleridge. That's right. You know, you, you didn't marry the boy next door and be a farmer. They knew you were going to go off, and they were. Your okay. mom was okay with that, knowing you weren't going to be there. No, yeah, no, they didn't want dad. Dad said the money. And I don't know how much really he supported Elmer and Dwayne in college, but he wanted to make sure. And of course, Jim wasn't around now. Jim's so much younger. But he knew but that he the, wasn't going to support no. a family. He said, "My sons are never going to be farmers. It's too hard of work. There's an easier way of life." It's interesting. I think. So he actually was encouraging. You oh, he to didn't want them to different. stay there. No. I mean, he didn't want Elmer to be a farmer. I remember you was like he didn't want Elmer became a farmer, but he. Well, that's because Elmer. Oh, Elmer, after Elmer graduated from high school, he went to Washington D.C. and went to law, went George to George Turner. Washington, went to George Washington University, George and Washington. stayed with Godfrey and his wife. Yeah. And then the war, the war. They knew the war was coming, so they had said, if if these like Elmer, if they would join the military, then they would pay for the rest of their college, which was a benefit because then Elmer had been training, and when the war hit. He was an instructor, and so he just went to England and never was in the war. But he spent like three years in England, four years. Yeah, he didn't see. And then Elmer got married in Tacoma, Washington, which we weren't at the wedding in the military. Then Harriet, now then, when she got pregnant, Elmer left, so he never saw Mike until I think Mike was about two years old for Elmer ever saw him. First time I saw him. Yes, Grandma. Yesterday, you said your dad was it your dad? I think that called your mom Mrs. Did Papa have a a name for you or anything that he think ever? So. But I don't know why Dad always said you ask the missus. If but he Papa didn't, know, didn't have. If he didn't want to correct us, he would say, "Oh, you ask the missus." Well, yeah. did your did your parents get along with Papa? Oh yeah, it, it was a shock for Dick to go out the farm, you know, because we just had a different. Life. Oh, because he never, didn't grow up on a farm. So <laughs> I remember the first time he came out there. 
you know, my mom had all this fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and all this stuff. And then we'd gone to Cor- we didn't have any way to keep ice. We'd have to go to Corridge and get a big block of ice. And then it melt half of it on the way home in a hot day in the car. Right. So then we'd get out the farm, and boy, immediately you had to make that ice cream right now because that ice would be gone. And as soon as that ice, ice cream, cream was made. You don't just go to your refrigerator. You get in the car. You drive eight miles. You bring ice. You bring it home. You chip it. You make it. And you eat it. You eat it right then. So and about, I mean, so as soon as, a, it, soon as those ladles came. And mom brought up big bowls because we had to eat it right now. Yeah, I was going to And Dick it. got this big bowl of ice cream. And he said, as he looked later on, he said, you know what? I didn't know what happened when she gave me if I should eat it or not. <laughs> he thought it was enough for the whole family. But we just divided that gallon and a half of ice cream. Everybody is. Every how <laughs> many were there, that's what it ended I up. I know you eat that thick cream. Because it wouldn't, it couldn't keep. We had to, we had to throw it away. So, no, we had no refrigeration, and that was the only way we could get ice. So that was Dad's first visit to the farm. One of the first that we had all that ice. And then another time, and poor Bob and Dick, you know, they tried to come out to to date us, and the roads would get bad. Dick was out there, and a a really strange rain came up, and he couldn't get get home. The roads were mud. Even with chains, you couldn't make it. His dad called on the phone, and he said, you got to get into town. We've leaving for Chicago for a dental convention. I need a car. Dick said, I can't go. I'm stuck in the mud. Oh, no. <laughs> then what? Dad got him out. Dad got him to the... Got the tractor out and pulled we, him out of the well, mud, probably. Avis and I actually had a date with Bob and Dick, and the road was pure mud. We actually took our shoes and socks off. And you know how far it is from our farm to that highway going into Coleridge? We walked that and got... in. They they were waiting at the at the highway there. For oh, you us. watched. You could meet up with the. Yeah, and yeah. we were mud. We got. Can well, you imagine what we did? Uh, how did you communicate all that to each other? We had the phone. I know, but I mean that you you were. Oh, we don't you, away from the phone at that point. I mean, you just guessed. I mean, no. And they just waited. Yeah, you said, we'll meet you there, and they just waited. Wait yeah. long enough. But you wait for somebody to walk what three miles? Well, the they, they knew it'd take us a while, but no, they did. Avis and I once got on Major, and we rode from the farm all the way to Belden. On the horse. On the horse, so we could see little Mike, baby Mike. We love little baby Mike. Mm. And we spent some time with Harriet. Harriet lived with her mother in Belden. Her mother was a postmaster. Elmer was off at war. Yeah, Elmer was gone. Her mom was postmaster, yeah. So we rode Major all the way in there and talked to her and then rode that horse all the way home. Two of you on one horse. Two on one horse. With no saddle. So Papa and Bob then must, they were pretty good friends too, yeah, right? Yes. I mean, they were really good life, friends. Life experiences at such a young age. And well, all three of us, like, all three of us rode the pony to school often. But, but how old do you think you were when you went to Belden to see that baby? Well, I was, we were all in high school, maybe in the summertime younger. I mean, okay. it, we were younger. But so well, Papa and Bob. It was during the war. So yeah, it would have been, we were, we just do what you have to do. It's hard to conceive of riding a horse to get somewhere, not just for fun. That you could actually like there was so little traffic on those roads, no. right? You could just ride a horse, and especially a, without a fancy bridle and especially saddle. Especially when see it was muddy, Dad. We couldn't. The car couldn't go. You couldn't go in a car, so the horse was the best way to get. Even with the chains. Did you ever have a buggy? A horse, a buggy. Well, we had the buggy on the horse ride to school. The horse could pull the yeah, buggy. Yeah, Dad made the buggy to pull. The, Major would pull it. He made it himself. Yeah. Well, ever, well you couldn't buy anything. You need something, you just make it, I guess. Well, yeah. So it t- 
tell me about the story when you were up in this at this rental attic and you might want to talk to Dick or your friends oh, or whatever. Well, you had some kind of system where you lowered the notes down and yeah. so the woman would know. Yeah. What time up? Well, we, we had this upstairs apartment. <laughs> And, and, you know, after 10 o'clock, everybody was in home at 10 o'clock. I mean, you didn't. It was kind of the curfew for you. Every, the whole town. Turn the lights off. Yeah, yeah. All the kids were, I mean, there was no hanging around. And Dick's dad would, 10 o'clock at night, you know, that door opened up and those kids were all home. But anyhow, yeah, we did. We got, and, and not only that, we dropped some food down. I mean, we were just something else. Like and, some, oh, that was really being naughty. Drop down some cookies or something? Yeah, and we. How'd you drop it down? We, well, we opened the window on, on a string, strung it but down. But a string was attached to something? Yeah, a letter, or a little note, or just whatever we want. And we invited the home ec teacher, Mormon, Miss Mormon, to come and have lunch, dinner with us one night. You and Avis. Avis and I were going to cook this dinner for, for her. And we thought, we, how are we going to make a salad? We don't have any big bowls. Avis said, well, shoot. Just wash the bathtub out. We can make a salad. <laughs> we can make a salad in a bathtub. We can do that. So you mix the greens and the we washed the salad and made the salad in the bathtub and and tossed it with the whatever. She what never knew you? the difference. You didn't tell her you washed the lettuce in the bathtub. But you know, we just had fun. So was, she came up and had dinner, and you made the dinner for this yeah, back teacher. Yeah, I'm sure it was. So you, and it had a little pop belly stove out there. It's the only heat we had in there. So you'd walk down to Harper's Grocery Store, and did you have credit there? Did you get? Yeah, we did. So you just would buy stuff, and they'd put it on your account, and then your on father, Dad's account, yeah. Your father would pay for it once a week. But most of the things we'd bring from home—potatoes, eggs, milk, cream—all that stuff came from home. Oh, you brought it with you. Which oh, brought it with us? But and I can remember one night we had Mavis and Donna, and we were going to have a little party up there, and they just turned the lights out and stayed and. The guy that owned the house would come up and check. Seems strange, but he would come up and check once in a while. I guess he wanted to make sure the stove was going. He looked, went up there. We had, everybody was out there sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Were you supposed to have guests or no? But anyway. did you get in trouble? Did he no. get mad? He just walked in your apartment and checked. Well, he the came stove. out. Yeah, he, well, we weren't to be out there. We were supposed to be in bed. I guess I don't know. No, we were all out there sleeping, but it was fun. We just had fun. You know, we didn't have any. There's no movies. No nothing. So you made your own fun because you were connected to all these people, you had all these friends. And and where the football field is now, that used to be kind of a, they just had grain there and they had cut it and kind of put it, in, you know, how they used to stack the grain. And one Halloween, a bunch of us uh, picked all that up and put it on the sidewalk. And for fun, the police, the sheriff came, picked us all up and put us down in jail. <laughs> oh, gosh, you did go to jail before. I did go to jail. It was For just, putting grain on the sidewalk. It was just a joke, but he just, I mean, right. everybody was everybody's friend. You know, they didn't have, it was did, just fun thing. Did we they were, have to call your mom and no, dad and say no, they're no, in? No, no, they we, let you we were there like an hour. Uh, we were just there a short time, and he got a big kick out of it. That's funny. But, and it wasn't much of a jail anyhow, so. What what was the jail well, like? We were in jail when you were in jail. That's for a tornado. A tornado, Yeah. But anyhow, no, it was fun. We had a good time in Laurel. There was nothing. Oh, and, and Anderson's owned the, the filling station and a restaurant on the highway up there. Bob's parents. Bob's parents. And so one Halloween, we went out to farm and we just <laughs> picked up some watermelons <laughs> and brought them into Anderson, Reuben. And Reuben got out the knife and he cut it. And he said, no, you know, you, just tell, you can just tell people you bought them. It doesn't matter. 
and he fed the whole crew of watermelon that we picked. And I know the farmer didn't care. There's a hundred of them out there going to waste. Mm. Oh, you picked them on the way off of someone else's farm. We picked them off of somebody else's farm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it didn't matter. I right. mean, that farmer had a bunch. But the worst thing is when I went to high school being stupid, the first thing they wanted to do with stupid farm kids. You had to go snipe hunting. Have you ever gone snipe hunting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think. What is? Okay. Describe what snipe hunting is. Well, they they put me in a car and gave me a sack and said, "Now we're going to go hunt for snipes. Here's a stick, and you got your little sack. You're gonna we're going to go out there, and you're going to catch these snipes in this sack out on the farm out here. There's snipes out there. So I got in the car and my little sack got in there, and we were. Going through the field, we weren't even on the road, we were going on the field. And there was a piece of machinery there, and the car hit the machinery, and we just, oh my gosh, it was so bad. Oh, you damaged, you hit, ran into something. But, and of course, there are no snipes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny, some people that I've talked to down there, they say, yeah, they, they, they went on snipe hunting. Some of, these th- some of these things went statewide. Another thing, and this is terrible in, in, in our elementary school, there were outdoor toilets. We had a big yard. On this side was a girl's outdoor toilet, and the boys was way across over there. No way could they be together. So in the winter, you had to put your coat, your hat, your gloves. Your, you had to dress to snowbanks yeah. up to your stomach. You had to go to the toilet. So what did you have to do? If you had to go, you, you just had to pee. Oh, you held up your finger. But why, if you, why, why that yeah, so you held up one finger if you had to it, pee. But if you had a bad, you had to hold up two fingers, you and you got to go sooner. Oh, so did people then oh, say they had to do number two so they could go faster? Everybody knew what you were going to do. And people in Iowa, kids, all these country kids everywhere did that. You had to go out in the little room. There's a little entry room into the classroom. That's where all of our coats and everything were. We had to go out there and we had to completely dress. Did you have like toilet paper and stuff like that? Did they even? No. We used <laughs> magazines or something? Magazines. And- you actually did use catalog paper in the bathroom. We did on the farm. The best time of the year was when Mother would bring home peaches in big lug boxes to can, and each peach was wrapped in a little tissue. Oh, so you could use that. Oh, my gosh. That was better than that, a magazine. That was luxury. Was, was, was there toilet paper in the stores? No, it's I don't too think expensive? so. Even people in the city didn't necessarily? Well, they must have, but uh, we never had it. When do you remember getting toilet paper? Uh, when was that a normal thing in your life? What? How well, when I went to high school, of course, Laurel. So they so did Laurel have they had toilet paper in Laurel. But I'm talking about now when I'm little. I'm talking about right, right, seventy-five right. years ago. But I'm wondering at what point of your life did you was that did that become normal having toilet paper? You had a bathroom in your house probably when you were middle, like sixth grade, seventh grade. No, we didn't use that bathroom very much in your house. Oh, even when you had an indoor bathroom, you still went outside. Didn't work very well. Well, with the, we didn't. When Dad had the Delco, there wasn't enough pressure. So it didn't work reliably. In the ki- in the you had to get the water up to the to the box yeah. to have water pressure, so you had to carry it up the steps. But not only that, but in the kitchen we didn't have running water. We had a pump. Yeah, actually, in the kitchen. We had to pump the water in the kitchen. In the wintertime, it would be frozen. the The stoves in those days had a little on the side of it had a little where you could put water in. The, the oh, stove so was here, it? but there was a little thing on the side where you could keep hot you, water. You could just dip in and get water. We got the hot water out of there to, pour thaw, on the pump. to thaw the pump out so we could have water in the kitchen. So then you'd pump. pump. Would freeze in the kitchen. It right? would, yeah. It would be that cold. Inside the house, the pump yep. would freeze just overnight. Uh, upstairs, cool. uh, if we had a, we would take 
if we took a hot water bottle to bed and we left it out on the floor all night, frozen, it, they would hit some. You know, it was cold up there. Cold off the freeze. But now remember, hour. we had a pot. We didn't go outside in the winter time. Yeah, it'll change the pot for a bathroom. Then somebody had to take it out in the morning. And- yeah, that was our job every morning to take it out and dump it. So, but, and what I mean, what would happen? I guess you probably never let that thing beside the stove with water. You never let it run out of water because that no. would have been detrimental. I mean, no, no, we always pumped that full of water. Yeah, and that's what we used to wash dishes and everything with, or wash our hands, or there was always some hot water. Well, otherwise, you'd have to start the stove. Well, the stove always went in the wintertime. In the summertime, I guess we didn't even use hot water. But if Grandma wanted to cook, she had to cook, start the wood stove, even if it was 89 degrees outside, to cook dinner. So that kitchen must have been pretty darn hot. Hot in the summer and hot freezing summer. cold in the winter. She's in there cooking for for everybody. In the summertime, later on, then Dad got a little... Imagine the summer, a wood stove. And she had an outdoor building. Did they do anything outside in the outdoor building? Well, we canned out there. But later on, then Dad had like a little three-burner gas thing that we out in that little porch that we could do some cooking on. Yeah, when Mom was pregnant with with Mark. Jim. I mean, with Jim. She would faint. Is this so hot? hot? And we would take her outside, outside the door in that little slope there, and we'd put her there. And put a, a silver knife in her mouth. Because I guess at one time they used to swallow their tongues. But we were scared to death because dad would be out. And we'd have to get mom out and put her out there, get her in the shade where she so could be. So she's having some kind of heat stroke or maybe. Or just faint. She would just faint. Just dehydration maybe. I don't know. but She's pregnant. It's hot. She's standing over a stove. I mean, it's hard to imagine. And she then, wasn't wearing shorts and a t-shirt. You know, no. Right? No aprons and. Aprons and dresses and. But they always put a silver knife in their mouth. Mm. That's what we had to do anyhow.